Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, North America's only show dedicated to equipment that is used to feed, clothe, and fuel the world. And I am Ray Bohax. That's the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in Hackettstown, New Jersey. And we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with a rare Sunday at 6 p.m. exclusively on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And never forget that this is the show where America's farmers go to learn about their equipment. So hopefully, God willing, everything is going well for you. Last week, I was over in Pontiac, Illinois, at the uh, test farm there that belongs to Precision Planting. And I attended a seminar on the... um, the Fent Momentum Planter, which was wonderful, and did a uh, had a field day over at the test farm. So uh, if you ever have the opportunity, call Precision Planting or go to one of your Agco dealers and tell them you want to go to that test farm. The Hot Rod Farmer told you, and you will not be disappointed. It is probably the best field day I ever went to with the most information that I could glean that was not biased towards selling a product. And I'm not against selling a product, but if I'm going to ride a thousand miles one way, which I was, it was 900, I think, 53 miles, I want the real deal. And I know that you do, even if you're only coming 50 miles, right? You want the real deal. You don't want to have a sales pitch on products that may or may not work on your farm. But what we're going to do today is I'm going to have a show that is based on a PI understanding a PID loop, which is you say a PID loop. What what is that, hot rod? Well, that stands for proportional integral derivative. And what that is gonna lead us into the topic of when a trouble code will lead you astray. And I don't care whether that's a trouble code on an engine, on a combine header, on a grain bin controller, or anything. So we have to understand why, just like backup cameras are on a vehicle, they're not meant for you to take the the mirrors off. You need to look at the mirrors and the backup camera, so the backup camera becomes a tool. And in, in, in conjunction with the mirrors, well, so do diagnostic codes. And so many times, people rely strictly on a diagnostic code. And you've, you've heard it. You may have even fell prey to it yourself. The trouble code says replace this. All right. Well, I have a lot of stories that I could share here, but this show is not long enough. But I am going to explain to you why that is not the case. And you say, well, how can the code, if the code says something, how can it lead me astray? That is all goes back to that PID loop, proportional integral derivative. Once you understand the PID, understand what a PID loop is, that's just like seed to soil contact when you're planting, right? It's foundational. Then you will see that the tro- that a trouble code not to be ignored. Well, sometimes you have to ignore it, but we'll get into that hopefully. But it is a tool in your diagnostic toolbox. It is not everything. It would be like just putting nitrogen down on a crop and not putting in, not putting P and K and micronutrients and what have you. So I put plenty of nitrogen or I put plenty of phosphorus down. Well, the crop is not going to be able to live with that, right? So the same thing happens. And often as the the trouble code leads us down the wrong path. So my friend used to say, a broken clock tells you the right time twice a day. And he was 100% correct. And sometimes a trouble code 
will be like a broken clock. It'll keep leading you in that same direction, and it is the wrong direction to go to. So sit pat during this short break and never forget that agriculture runs on machinery, but what profits on reliability. I've been talking about being an entrepreneur literally since I was 10. Sirius XM's Business Radio. Inspiration to help you achieve more in business. Be creative, be tenacious, be decisive. Just do it. From finding a work-life balance to motivational stories from entrepreneurs big and small. You learn something in the successes and a lot from the failures. It's always worth it. Business Radio. Powered by the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. Sirius XM 132. The necessities of life, food, water, shelter. And your favorite radio hosts, this is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. Join us every week right here for the Ranch It Up radio show. And the Bend radio show. We talk cattle, market, sale barn reports, news. Cooking, lifestyle, outdoors, recreation. And everything in between. And there's a lot in between. Ranch It Up. And the Bend. The call is coming to Rural Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon. Join us on Rural Radio Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights at 11 Eastern as we dig deeper into the world of Western sports. Pro rodeo, cutting, reining, roping, bull riding. We'll even spend some time with our Cowboy Channel personalities. The call with Steve Kenyon. Weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app. Get the complete schedule at ruralradio147.com. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon from the Cowboy Channel and Rural Radio and Western Sports Roundup. Well, it's a big world of Western sports out there. We try to make it a little smaller for you every weekday afternoon on the Cowboy Channel and on Rural Radio. Please join our entire team. Jeff Metters, Justin McKee, Amy Wilson, Jamie Johnson, Katie Lucas, Ty McClary, and me. We'll tell you all about Western sports on Western Sports Roundup. Three in the West, six in the East on the Cowboy Channel, on Rural Radio, and on the Sirius XML. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer. And as I said during the opening segment, we're going to be discussing why a trouble code can lead you into the, in the wrong direction. And I'm also going to tie that into a PID loop, which is proportional integral derivative. And that's a real mouthful. I understand that. But you are surrounded today in your life by PID loops. I don't care whether it's just on your farm, whether it's on your washing machine. You got one of those newfangled washing machines all right, with a digital display, and it's going to have some sort of trouble codes. <clears throat> but that is everywhere, because whenever you have a PID loop, it is a, it is a control circuit, okay? And a very simplistic way to explain this that I guarantee you that everyone who is listening to the sound of this guy from New Jersey's voice, hey, yo, from New Jersey, right? The thing is that has experienced a PID loop even years back. Did you ever drive a vehicle with cruise control? I'm talking even years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, depending on how old you're in the 60s, right? They had cruise control back then. So you'd be going down the road, you'd bring the car up to a certain speed, 
all right and then you would press the button and lock in the cruise control and it would do whatever it had to do within to to maintain that speed so if you were going up a hill it would it would automatically or step on the throttle more you did nothing right and then if you were going down a hill and the vehicle was gaining speed it would release the throttle and coast to try to maintain the speed all right so very simple right we've had that that's a pid loop in its most simplistic form now let's use the cruise control analogy and I'm going to apply this to every PID loop and every diagnostic codes. Now, back then, cruise control didn't have diagnostic codes, all right? But modern electronics in every form seems to have some sort of diagnostic routine or diagnostic code. So let's say you have the cruise control back set at, night at 65 miles per hour. And you're going up this steep grade, all right and a very steep grade and your car doesn't have that much power your pickup truck whatever you want to say right and the thing is that so what the cruise control does is it keeps stepping on the throttle right and it keeps stepping on more and more until now the throttle is to the floor you have an automatic transmission it downshifted and it's struggling to try to maintain the 65 miles per hour and conversely but it cannot do it conversely you're going down a steep grade so you have it said 65 miles per hour and the good lord is taking over with gravity right you're going down the hill and the, the vehicle's going 66 67 68 the cruise control automatically is lifting the throttle right so now the throttle is completely lifted and the vehicle <clears throat> excuse me is still gaining speed well all right so you say to yourself, well, how can that be? Because any PID loop has a target that it is looking to achieve. And in that particular instance, using the cruise control analogy, it is a target of 65 miles per hour. Now, what happens if the conditions do not allow it to achieve that target we were talking about going up a hill the engine didn't have enough power it's all the way to the floor the thing eh, it's screaming like anything right and it can't maintain 65 miles per hour and then conversely as i said going down the hill it's coasting the throttle is completely released and the vehicle is going 72 miles per hour so on a pid loop even though back then the cruise control didn't have didn't have any diagnostics i'm repeating that that is what is called an out of control condition so that means it tried to 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 step on the throttle to the floor it cannot make it the engine does not have enough power or whatever maybe it has enough power you're pulling a trailer you got a strong headwind who knows it cannot maintain the target so it's a target and then going down the hill it could not maintain the target so basically in essence there are two terms that you need to apply to that when discussing a pid loop there's undershoot and overshoot and it's all based upon what the target is so when we were going up the hill we were undershooting the target we could not achieve it when we were going down the hill we were overshooting the target we could not achieve it okay so you with me so far well i don't know i mean, I, I, I believe that you are you can't tell you, you can't raise your hand and tell me you're on the radio right all right so now let's carry it a step further let's say that 
this PID loop had some sort of diagnostic diagnostic code or diagnostic uh, routine that it could ha- that it could evoke, right? So when we're going up the hill, <clears throat> it could conceivably now this is just a, this is just a parable, like in the Bible. This is not this is not applying to cruise control, old cruise control. So if it could not achieve the target speed, it would set a trouble code saying target speed not rec- not achieved all right and then conversely as i said before if it was going downhill and gaining speed so it says target speed overshot or exceeded all right so usually you would say exceeded so it, it could not maintain the target speed and it exceeded the target speed so now using that theory that there needs to be some sort of logic, some sort of well, how much? When do I actually evoke the, the evoke the trouble code saying that we're undershooting or overshooting? Well, if the target speed is sixty five miles per hour, all right, do we evoke that undershoot at sixty four, sixty three, sixty two, sixty one, sixty, fifty? All right. If we have the overshoot code, do we evoke that at 66, 67, 68, 69, 70? So in a PID loop, in a diagnostic routine, there is what they call a range of authority. So just like the just like if you're on the road and the police officer is there and he says, Do you stop over here? You gotta get off this exit, the road is closed. He has authority because of the badge he is wearing that you need to listen to him and get off and get and take the, the detour because the road is closed. Well, in a PID loop, there is a level of authority. So does it set a trouble code for 64 miles per hour when the target is 65? No. So when they design the system, they set this level of authority, and then they set, and what's called as an algorithm, and they set when it is going to define and identify and evoke <clears throat> a trouble code in the circuit. Now, we have one of those newfangled washing machines, right? And it's got that, uh, that uh, it's a Maytag high, high, high efficiency, and it's got that very high spin cycle. So uh, I think they call it max extract or something to wring all of the, the water out of the clothes, which is great, right? Because it means that when you take the clothes out of the dry, especially in the summer like this with T-shirts and stuff, and they're 99% dry, and then you put them in the clothes dryer, and then the clothes dryer doesn't have that much work to do, all right? But because of that very high speed that if you do not balance the load properly the machine has a propensity to go out of balance and if it goes out of balance it evokes and shuts down and it gives this annoying beep and then it sets a trouble code for out of balance all right so now it sets a trouble code and my wife looks at it and I think it's OB out of balance or something because it's got a little display so it gives a trouble code for that right so the thing is that does the machine have a failure does the machine have a problem with its balance sensor with its with its with its with its drive mechanism no it's because when we loaded the machine it is we did not take into consideration that very high speed so when it, the machine is on a max extract cycle 
all right? Because the higher you spend the load in a washing machine, say, let's say show about far machinery, ox, that's my wife calls me, uh, uh, hot rod. And, and the faster you spin something, <clears throat> the more prevalent and out of balance condition will become because of centrifugal force. So basically, in essence, if you're do you need to have following that same theme do you need to have a lawn tractor tire balanced no because you do not go it does not go fast enough to evoke that centrifugal force to cause a problem do you need a car car tire or truck tire balance yes all right so now what happens is that let's say arguably so we're using the cruise control and the washing machine all right, and we say, okay, oh, well, we got an out of balance trouble code. Does that mean that the sensor that is reading the out of the reading the balance condition bad, or does it mean that we possibly put a real big heavy wet towel on one side and 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 some light laundry on the other? We do not know. So now coming back to that same logic. Of, of PID loop, and, I'm rip, and I want to stress this again. I always like to repeat stuff on my show because I don't want to paint you into a particular situation where you think, oh, well, that's only for washing machines. That's only for trucks. Any PID loop, and that's on your grain, your grain bin dryer, right? On your tractor, on your uh, on your sprayer, anything that is a control circuit and has the ability to set a trouble code. If it doesn't have the ability to set a trouble code, like the old cruise control that I was talking about, well, you're saying, well, it's out of control. I got to step on the brake and try to slow this car down going down the hill, right? Because it's going 80 miles an hour, and now I want to go 65. But if you had a a grain bin controller, if you had a uh, a sprayer, if you had uh, any piece of farm equipment like that, and the fact of the matter is, and it went out of control, today it's going, well, today meaning modern times, it is going to most likely set some sort of trouble code. Now, the most important thing that you need to understand when diagnosing anything with a trouble code. That's why I made the ridiculous association with a washing machine, because it's no different, all right? It's a PID loop, proportional integral derivative, and it has a diagnostic code that you have to understand that there could be a series of events that potentially can trick the system into seeing the wrong information. Because what is a sensor? A sensor takes a mechanical type of condition, whatever that is, whether it's the imbalance in the washing machine, whether it's the vehicle going down the road in cruise control, whether it's how many gallons per acre you're putting, you have programmed into your sprayer, it's whatever temperature you have to set or humidity level in your grain bin, or it takes this situation, it takes this condition, and what it basically does is it tries to achieve it that target so uh, there's a, a a dairy i think it's called upstate dairy here in the, on the east coast and i see their trucks and they have a beautiful picture on the trailer of the trucks and uh, it's got a bunch of holstein cows beautiful picture of holstein cows looking at the camera in a field right and close up and it's their caption they have underneath it says milk is our life's work well, and I love that because I love milk. I love cows. All right, now that is the milk is the cow's life's work, right? That's what it does. Just like as a farmer, your life's work is to farm. Well, on a PID loop, 
the control circuit's life's work is to achieve that target, whatever the target may be in whatever type of application. And when it cannot achieve that target, it is going to let you know, all right? But a trouble code is only a circuit code saying there's a problem in this circuit. And also, usually it, is also, it means that it could not achieve its target. So now there is a level of control. And so let's say arguably we have a grain bin dryer and we have a PID loop on it and we want to we want to dry it 200 degrees all right and let's say it's running it runs on propane and you have a problem with the regulator so the grain bin usually uses a duty cycle all right which is a pulse width modulated like on a modern sprayer tick 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 or they pulse with the gas signal the gas into it to achieve the temperature and maintain it so now Historically, in most applications like that, what they'll do is they'll have a, on the grain bin control, they have a 100% duty cycle. All that gas, you can flow, baby, we're flowing it because what we want to do is achieve that temperature, that drying temperature of, let's say, 200 degrees as quickly as possible. We don't want to wait three weeks to get there. We want to try to achieve it as quickly as possible. And then what the PID loop says, okay, we're now 100 degrees, 110, 120, and it starts to back off the gas flow usually. And that's the control logic. That's the algorithm. You can't control that. It backs off the gas flow to achieve, to achieve. And says, okay, we're, 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 we're sneaking up on the 200, the set point. That's the set point, all right? So now, if it cannot achieve that set point, it's going to set a trouble code, all right? And the trouble code may be set point not achieved, temperature too low, all right is there anything wrong with the grain bin controller no is there anything wrong with the grain bin no all right where the problem lies is in your regulator for your propane it's not feed i'm 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 making this up right well it's factual it could happen but it's so so that so now if you say well not set point not achieve trouble code xyz right that does not mean it's that so it is a circuit it is a circuit code and oftentimes people are very very led astray because they come and they say i had a farmer reach out to me a while back at a john deere combine not that it makes a difference he had an overspeed code on the turbocharger the dealer came changing this changing at four thousand dollars later changing everything every time he'd go into the the, the field to try to take his wheat off in in the spring in the su- early summer right he would go into uh, 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 into limping because turbocharger speed over over speed right the turbocharger the computer thinks it's going too fast it was they changed everything it was a br- bad ground circuit that was tricking it because what happened was that it did not look the technician only went by the trouble code so let me stop now here for a short break and we will finish up right when we get back
American farmers and ranchers know that weather can have a big influence on the markets. That's why our weather team at RFD-TV is committed to bringing you accurate agricultural-based forecasts that affects our lands and livestock from coast to coast. You named RFD-TV the most accurate and trusted source for commodities information as it happens, and we can help you prepare ahead for major storms and weather-related events. Join us every morning on the Market Day Report, weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on RFD-TV. Hi, I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Join me each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. From taking a deep dive into the volatile markets to sharing compelling stories that capture the heart of rural America, as well as custom commentary from John Phipps. We cover it all every weekend right here on Channel 147 on Sirius XM. U.S. Farm Report, a timely, trusted tradition. Rural Radio is the first and only national radio channel serving rural Americans on Sirius XM. Nowhere else on radio can you catch Western sports every single day, making Rural Radio the undisputed leader for Western sports coverage. Between our coverage and downloading the Cowboy Channel Plus app, you'll have access to any major Western sports news and events 24-7. Rural Radio Channel 147, the agribusiness and Western lifestyle channel. Join us every Saturday on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147 at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for Ag Talk, Your Story Matters. This is America's platform for women in agriculture to share their thoughts, ideas, and stories. We invite you to be a part of our conversation every week. This is Bradley Harder, professional saddle bronc rider. Thanks for listening to Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So I'm going to finish up now. And what I want to make clear to you is that a trouble code is showing you, as I said earlier, it is an issue in a circuit that it could not achieve a target. Now, the target may not be temperature. The target may be something else. But the sensor is saying to you, the circuit is, is this. I shouldn't even say the sensor. Let me, let me correct that. The circuit is telling you that there is a problem there that it is not achieving what it needs to be what it needs or it is not seeing a set of conditions that it should see given that particular time so let's say the grain bin dryer say well it's been running a hundred percent duty cycle for 10 hours and the temperature is still 80 degrees so it's saying well we're not achieving it or we're not seeing what we're supposed to see so it's going to flag that so many times so many times with cars with trucks with grain bin controllers with tractors you name it with washing machines with refrigerators the, the person looks at it and says, okay, the first thing they do is change the sensor. The, and they, they, these, well, the computer says, the computer says it's got a bad sensor, bad cooling sensor, bad thermistor, bad whatever, right? It may very well have that. But more often than not, it is a set of circumstances. It is some sort of dynamic that is not allowing that circuit to see what it needs to see. Now, I spoke about that combine with the with the with the uh, uh, um, overboost condition. It never overboosted. It was actually overspeed of turbo was it was flagging. It never overboosted. It never did. Never oversped the turbo. But the ground circuit going back to the ECU 
was dirty and was corroded. The machine was only a couple of years old, but you know what a mouse nest could do on it, right? And the thing, what it basically did was it corroded and it skewed the output of the sensor. That that combine had a new turbocharger, well, new 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 turbo speed sensor, new ECU, and new turbocharger. Four thousand dollars later, five thousand dollars later, it would still set the same code. So the code is is only an indicator, just like crop condition, crop color is an indicator. It's not everything at all. So I want to thank you so much for listening, and I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher in my beloved, beloved America. And just reach out to me, Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. Take care and have a blessed day. Wayne County Farmer finishes second in Achievement Award. Hello and welcome to Tennessee Home and Farm Radio. I'm Thomas Caps. I've dreamed of this ever since I've got in the organization. Philip Berry and his wife Whitney of Wayne County are the 2023 second place finalists in the Tennessee Young Farmers and Ranchers Achievement Award. Berry owns about 500 acres of land, but in total farms around 1,300 acres. He currently has 125 head of beef cattle and has four chicken houses where he raises chickens for Avigen. In total, he has 40,000 chickens in his Avigen houses. Finishing second in the Achievement Award is something Barry has been working hard for for many years. Barry has been heavily involved in Farm Bureau. He's currently the county president in Wayne County, one of the youngest county presidents in the state. So many people, it means so much to us, and Farm Bureau means, means so much to us, and we're just so grateful for this opportunity. I can't wait to get back to Wayne County and <laughs> tell everybody on the board and show them what we've, what we've accomplished uh, over, I mean, it's been a while, but not really that long. I mean, I've been president for two years now, and since then we've come a long way, and I'm just yes. wanting to share the joy with everybody on the county board and get back and spread the news. As second place winner, Barry receives some cash prizes from Farm Bureau, and he gets to use a Kubota tractor for up to 250 hours on his farm. I've been needing a tractor bad, and it's, it's going to help out a lot. I mean, it really is. We, we really, really needed this. Kubota's been a big support to Wayne County with the new Ag Center coming in and with Farm Bureau, and they're, they're really a big contributor here at Farm Bureau. Barry hopes to keep growing his operation and staying involved with Farm Bureau. We've worked hard for it, and I, I thought it was impossible to get to this point, but we finally made it. All while working in an industry that Barry loves and lives for. For Tennessee Home and Farm Radio, I'm Thomas Caps. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.